on for podcasting. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, ask for the pork fanatic. Shaved smoked pork loin tossed in Jethro's original barbecue sauce. Topped with American cheese, fried pickles, and crispy onion strings. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Back to local programming for the next couple of hours. Thanks for spending your time here uh, with myself, Ken Miller, my partner, Trent Condon, talking sports with you for the next couple of hours. A day that uh, a program that's going to obviously have an awful lot of draft talk. Just two guests. Bottom of the hour: Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports, eleven oh five. Matt Manassarian, Sports Info Solutions. Uh, both of those gentlemen will help us out with the draft. Looking forward to speaking with both of them. The midway point of the off season has arrived. It's here. It's all downhill after this. So here's my thinking: right, February, March, April, three months. Mm-hmm. Now, three months, May, June, July, August, we've got preseason football camps are going on. This is the midway point, and I'll hear nothing different. That's your story, and you're sticking to Step it. Step down, next case. Yeah, that's kind of how I look at it anyways. it's uh, I can't wait for it, Trent. I know that um, I'm not in the majority, I don't think, but my God, the NFL. They are such a marketing giant. The way that they build up their events, I mean... <laughs> We're just going to get through this one and then the build up to May the 12th, the mm-hmm. release of the schedule. And that's going to be a two or three day, you know, preliminary speculation back and forth. But the draft, the way they're doing it in Vegas, moving it around next year, Kansas City. Is that what it is? I think it's either. I think it is 2023 or is it 24? But it's, 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 um, it's close. But it, we know tonight it's in it Las is at Vegas. Arrowhead. It is it is it Arrowhead. That's where they're doing it. That's what it says here. Is At least that that's right? what popped up. Yeah, location. Let's see here. Draft take. I thought place. maybe they'd be at the Power and Light District. Although I wasn't sure if that would be enough space. Right. Um. Arrowhead. I mean, uh, you're right. It will be NFL draft. Will be hosting Kansas City in the state of Missouri, specifically in Union Station. Union Station. Okay. Well, we've uh, got a year to talk about that one. I think um, tonight's going to be tonight's going to be. Just the visual of it, right? The, the in the fountains at the Bellagio, the picks. Who knows? Who knows how this thing's going to fall? It's the, it's a draft as we know, in, in all likelihood that we'll not have a quarterback drafted in the first round. But I don't know if it matters, Trent. Or in the first ten, rather, um, because I just the way the NFL does things, the way they market it, the way they build it up, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a different draft. There may be a bunch of teams making moves to try and get up or get down. Uh, I just think tonight's going to be one of those nights that we will come in tomorrow. Not maybe with our jaws still on on the floor, but certainly a lot to talk about. Tyler Linderbaum is falling. Oh, by the way, he may be falling as far as tomorrow night. Absolutely. There's a real possibility that he doesn't hear his name called. And you kind of look at the bottom part of the first round outside of Cincinnati. That would be it, right? At uh, where are they thirty one? Thirty one. Yeah. And short of that, there just aren't a whole lot of teams that need a center. And the other thing is, Cincinnati has already done quite a bit on that mm-hmm. offensive line, and center is really not the biggest need for them. Right. Right. And Linderbaum, the way that he is, he's 
He's kind of a center only, right? I think so. Yeah, you, you don't see so. him that he's a guy that could start a guard and slide in, or he's a no. Center. I think he moves this. I think he moves a center Absolutely. to guard. Yes, that's how I see it. Which, as well. which may be the case if he doesn't uh, go to Cincinnati. But I'm shocked by this. I mean, we've been looking at mock, and I know that it's a moving target, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, for crying out loud, Spencer Rattler was for the longest time the consensus number one overall pick. He didn't even make finish the year at Oklahoma. Now he's getting his mail in Columbia, (laughs) South Carolina. Right. Uh, He won't be in Los. Well, he might be. We don't know. But we know he won't be drafted tonight. But, um, yeah, Linderbaum was a top 10 pick for the longest time. And then he started to fall a little bit. And and every time you'd bring that up, I said, there's no way. He's a center. Right. But you certainly felt like he was a first round. Well, maybe you didn't. I did. I thought he was a first rounder. I thought he'd be a first rounder, yeah. But put in the tape. Look at him leading his running back 20, 30 yards down the field for crying out loud. And he's getting a place. He's a nasty son of a you know what is what he is. And he's going to be good. Yes. Is he going to be elite? And maybe that's a concern. the, The short arm things and. There are a couple of knocks against There's him. There's two things that are really starting to become apparent in this draft. His arms and Pickett's high hand size. Right. And these, uh, if you don't check that box, mm-hmm. there's a lot of teams that just are going to stay away for for that those reasons. So we'll see how it shakes out tonight. All right, more draft conversation coming up. Again, Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports and Matt Manassari and our two guests scheduled today. The Bulls bow out. Really wasn't much of a game. In fact, I almost thought I was going to get a backdoor cover. Out yeah, it, they they did close the gap right uh-huh. when they took everybody out late in the basketball game. I was, I was glued to the TV. Yeah, I was wondering if you were going to find a way. Not just you, uh-huh. you and all the other folks that uh, grabbed those. What did, what did it? It was twelve and a half when you did half. your. Is that how it finished? Uh let's see. Closing line here. What it was last night? Close twelve and a half. Close twelve and a half. Yeah, yeah. I thought for a while. You know what? When everybody comes out, the uh, the backups are going to come in and want to make an impact. Not only that, the total in the game is it was 116-100 the final if you tuned out late 217. Jesus. Isn't that wild? Absolutely. It's incredible. That's amazing that they are able to get that close. Uh, But you know what? If you're a Bulls fan, and I know that there's still some of you in the market, Mm -hmm. fair to say, um, I I think you go into the offseason feeling pretty good about your squad. Yeah, they got crushed. They got you won a game when a lot of folks thought that this would be a sweep. Mm-hmm. But at least you, you you made the playoffs. Um you were a um um a, a team that was in the conversation all year long as a, you know, going what were they at one point? Weren't they at the 2 seed in the East at yeah. one point? They might have even been the 1. Maybe. Yeah. Uh but but you were you were relevant for the first time in a long time and you go into the off season thinking you know, this uh, a piece here, a piece there, and and maybe this team will get back to being a uh, a, a real um, tough out in the East. DeRozan has turned into all right. He can still score mm-hmm. at this level. He does it basically a completely different way than anybody in the NBA. Nobody has a mid range game. No, anymore. not like that. Not like that. But you know, his mid range game. I don't want to say that's all he has, mm-hmm. but that's certainly a strength. Pa- Patrick Williams is going to be a really good player for these guys. Yeah. Patrick Williams, when his light goes on, and I think I think it will, uh, he's going to be a very good player. But Caruso, look at, yeah, Lonzo they missed Ball. him last night. Yeah, it missed just, him big time last night. They got pieces. Uh huh. There's excitement there. Now, you probably still need one more elite guy, and that doesn't usually come in the draft. Certainly, where they're going to be picking. So, mm-hmm. you know, what else can they do financially to make it work and make it something where you can go from a team that's good, make the playoffs. But not get to that elite level. It's still going to take one more star to get there. But they're close. Something that you haven't been able to say. No, about the not Bulls. not in a long, long time. And, and look, if they were up against 
Is Giannis the best player in the NBA? Yes. I think he is, too. I think he is, too. I mean, his game is... What, who's his game remind? I mean, I don't recall a, a, a man his size being able to um, offensively do what he does on a consistent basis with the ball in his hand. I mean, who does he remind you of, if anybody? That I mean, he's huge. He's a unicorn. And nimble. There's, yes, that's well put. He's a unicorn. There's nobody like him. There's mm-hmm. nobody out there that has ever played at that kind of level. And... When you go through and you kind of look at past guys, you, you think of like great power forwards. Carl Malone's really good. Yeah, the honest but nothing is better. like this. <laughs> nothing like that. And Carl Malone's the top fifty player of all time. Yeah, and scoring wise, what top ten? Uh-huh. Played a long time and put yeah. up points for a very long time. But yeah, they're just there's something about him in that series now with them in Boston. Oh my god, it's almost unfair. Yeah. It's almost unfair. It's that a conference this is semifinal. Yeah, in the conference semifinal, instead of seeing these two. Teams go at each other in the final. Look, Philadelphia, Toronto, uh, the, the winner of that series gets Miami. Mm-hmm. Mm. Kind of ho hum. It kind of is, right? I mean, of the, it's it's both of the tops of the bracket, the West and the East. The one seed, if it is Phoenix, and I think, well, by the way, Booker might play tonight. Really, he's going to give it a go tonight or tomorrow or tonight or if there is a game seven. Apparently, he's going to be back for it. I would anticipate that. You know, they sit in one more game, but they said there's a possibility he plays tonight. But regardless, if it's Phoenix-Dallas, it kind of takes on the same level as Miami and Philly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the games you want to see, right, are Golden State and Memphis because of the job, but particularly Milwaukee and Boston. My God, it's unfair we're getting that this early. Well, That could be a final if they were in. And it was Milwaukee, again, at the end of the season because they didn't want to play the Nets. Yeah. And now they don't have home court. No, I know it. They're the three seed. How you punt I game know. 82, mm-hmm. I understand that what the Nets could have been. And maybe matchup-wise, it would have been a different series. Who knows how that would have played out if that's who they would have saw in the first round. But but to do that knowing that this is still in front of you, mm-hmm. now you have to go to Boston for games one and two, <sighs> in the middle. Who and do then you like in seven. that series? Oh, I like Boston. Do you like them? Um, do you think it goes the distance? Boston and seven? I don't, I don't know if it gets to, to seven. The, you yeah. don't think it gets to seven? I don't huh? know if it gets to seven. Huh. Now, where are we at with Middleton? Because that's well, a huge component um, of this, too. I don't think we've seen um, anything definitive. Series price yep. right now at our friends at Circa. The Celtics are the favorite. Okay. How significant of a favorite is Boston over the Milwaukee Bucks? <sighs> Minus 140. Got to go higher. Do you really? Mm-hmm. 160? You got to lay two to one. You're due? Minus 200 on the Celtics to win this series. The Bucks plus 175. I see the oh. wheels turning over there. You'd grab Milwaukee at that price, wouldn't you? I would take him at that price. Yeah. Who's the best player on the. Look, Tatum's really good. Yes. Giannis is the best player in the game. Now I don't think now Drew Holiday's going to have to step up, mm-hmm. step up, and he can. He's capable. Middleton, if he's back, um, Brooks Lopez has, has been good in these, yes. in, the, in these playoffs. Um, does Kanata getting going? Bobby Portis had a big night last night. Grayson Allen can go off. Connaughton can have moments. He had a good night last uh-huh. night. They got pieces, but Middleton is so important. What yes, they do he and, is. and how I they're agree. going to play defensively. Mm-hmm. So we saw what. Tatum did against a skill of offensive guy as you and I have ever seen in Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. He's older. 
He's not the same guy he once was, but still incredibly talented. And he shut him down. Yeah. He made him look awful. He did. He'll get Giannis at times. I don't know. <laughs> the physicality, though, I mean, a completely different guy. Right. Are we going to have the same conversation? And if Tatum does that, let's say Jason Tatum goes out, really slows down Giannis, they win the series 4-2. How different is our conversation about Jason Tatum? Mm. Durant round one, mm-hmm. Giannis round two. Right. And, and he here's the other thing. Then in round three, if they get the heat, he might guard Jimmy Butler he for might. times. He might. I mean, think of a defender that would go through <laughs> those kind of offensive right. players. Three of the who's who. And three completely different guys. Uh-huh. Durant, a seven foot one skilled two guard for all mm-hmm. intents and purposes, a absolute behemoth bull mm-hmm. in the China shop yes, with is. Giannis, and then Jimmy Butler, a skilled two guard that's six foot five, mm-hmm. and he can guard all three of those guys. And if it plays out in that fashion, how different is our conversation about Jason Tatum? And not only that, oh yeah, he's putting up twenty five and eight a game on top of the defense that he's playing. Hmm. Well, we'll see. I mean, there's still nothing definitive on Middleton whether he's able to make it back or not. If he is. Does it change the series? Does it does it change your opinion? You've got the Celtics winning. Does it if Middleton's back, does it lead you to believe, well, maybe I gotta take a reevaluate this? Middleton out for the series. He's out for the year? Yeah, about out for the season rather? A couple of people checking in on uh Twitter to the Miller thought, and Cannon show page. All right. I thought there was a chance he plays late, but thank you for those updates. Um well, may, maybe maybe Circa's right. Yeah. Maybe Circa's right. Boy, they're going to be right this weekend. They're, the whole city's going to be right this weekend. And Ross Peterson's going on Vegas. He's going to um, Vegas. Noted NFL draft Nick, Ross Peterson. Um, yeah, boy, oh boy. It's going, to be a, it's going to be a madhouse in that city this week. Well, there's streets that are shut down. Yes, there are. A bunch of them. Because they're taking the players from the stage at the Bellagio mm-hmm. into the link. Oh, okay. And the link's that area between the Flamingo and... Uh, Oh, what's the other hotel? Anyways, there's a whole bunch of restaurants and shops in mm-hmm. there. Um, it's a pretty cool area. It's a really neat area is what it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> have fun, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> have fun. I mean, Vegas is Vegas, right? You And I think this weekend the Palms opens up again. Oh, it does. It's been closed since COVID. Right. They're one of the last to come back, and I believe that this is the weekend. I love the Palms. I've never stayed there. Oh, I've, well, I've stayed there, but I'm staying at Palm's Place, which is the condo portion of it. And you walk through, I don't know, maybe it's 200 yards, it's covered, mm-hmm. um, and you're in the Palm's. Interesting. And there's, no, there's no gambling in Palm's Place. It's mm-hmm. a non-gaming. It's, 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 they're really nice, really nice rooms. I don't want to uh, promote it too much because I don't want anybody to stay in there. <laughs> it's your little secret? Because it's really, it's really affordable. I mean, you get a massive, massive room at Palm's Place. You either get a studio or one bedroom. It's like a, I don't know, a hundred and sixty bucks a night, and it's a full kitchen, full fridge, everything. Anyways, uh, enough about that. Baseball from last night, Trent. Um, Cubs got a really important win, I think. And when I say important, because they're in a really tough stretch right now mm-hmm. with the Braves for three, and then they uh, head to Milwaukee. Um, and they needed that last night. It was a bullpen game for the uh, Cubbies last night, and they were able to put one in the win column, which was which was huge. And it was, the, I mean, the bullpen was terrific. This Keegan Thompson, we talked about it with Cappy. Yeah. I think he's the MVP so far the first month of the season for this Cubs team. I really do. Suzuki, he's great. He's going to be rookie of the year. But we, you know, when you sign for that much money, you think you're getting something. And they did. Keegan Thompson, sixteen and two thirds innings pitched, an ERA of zero point five four. More than a strikeout in inning, just five walks on the year, whip under one. 
It's not a stretch. No, he's fantastic. Yeah. He's been really, really good for them. And yeah, for the Cubs, again, you want him to get us to August. That's, that's what not, I'm asking. That's not going to happen. Probably not. Get us to the middle of June. Yeah. Can they hang around? Can, can this still be a 500 team at that point? Can they play for the next six weeks? So you're buying or selling Cubs 500 team. Even a game or two within that. Uh, on what period? On what date? Say June fifteenth. Well, when were they in first place last year? Was it June first or June what? It was in June. They were in right. first place. Yeah. I think it was June first, and then the wheels fell off. Um, Cardinals are really good. Brewers are really good. But by the way, did you see the brawl yesterday in the in the Mets Cardinals yeah. game? What? Did that warrant what the, the, the response from Marinado? I don't think so. I don't think so either. There had to be something else, right? Well, they've been, you know, they've been, um, pitchers have had trouble with these base, but pitchers are really bitching about the surface of the baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're happy because it's not flying very true, far. but they, but they're, they say that there's, it's their controls, not as pinpoint. Now, I don't know if that's shortened spring training or whatever, but mm-hmm. we're seeing more guys hit. I didn't think that the, the pitch, it was up and in, but it, it was, I don't know. I mean, nowhere close. Of course it was, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't think award it, but Stubby claps the story out of that brawl. I mean, good God, grabbing Pete Alonso and taking him to the ground. When was like, the last time you saw a? Is he a bench coach or a base coach? What is he? Stubby clap. I think he was, he's a, is he the bench coach? I think so. Yeah, because there was rumor he was going to get the gig right. before they went to Marmol. Whatever he is, he's on Marmol's staff. When was the last time you saw a coach take down one of the biggest names on the other team? The only one that jumps time. to mind went the opposite way. Yeah, Zimmer and Martinez. Yeah, absolutely. A-Rod throwing him down by his big fat head. What a no, Pedro throwing him down. Pe- by, yeah, Pedro Martinez yes. throwing Zimmer down. Oh, Yeah, it was... Um, what an awful, yeah. awful... Yeah, that was a bad look. That was bad. And I and you know what, Pedro, I mean, he's still to this day, not every day, <laughs> he doesn't get up apologizing. When it comes up, he feels bad about it, and, and rightly so. So the Cubs, back to the Cubs, and to your question. Can they be, how about, let's get to the All-Star break. Can they be 500 by the All-Star break? I don't think they can. No, I think I think they're close to 500. And by then, I think that the two at the top will have... Uh, really put some daylight between them. And I think the Cubs will, you know, um, I think the Pirates and the Reds are all, well, the Reds aren't going anywhere. The Pirates will inevitably fall toward the bottom. The Cubs are going to be that last, that team right in the middle of the division. 500. If I had to bet today, no. They got 44 games that'll get them through June 12th. 44 games. Even 22 and 22? I think that's even too much. I think it is too. I think they just don't. I mean, Wisdom hit a long home run yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was it was good to see. Put the game away for all yep, intents. And he purposes. did. He did. Uh, was it a three two pitch? I think it was a three two pitch that he hit. Yeah, because the three one pitch was outside. It was called a strike. Um, boy, umpires. And you were yelling at your team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, I don't know. They no. just can't. They don't have power. There's no power in that lineup. You know, uh, at least yesterday I saw this stat. The Cubs. Led baseball, and they may still today, in batting average. I was, yeah, I think they do. Absolutely mm-hmm. shocked. It was, yeah. We, I was doing some stuff, getting ready for Cappy uh, yesterday morning, and I was just looking at just some general Cub stats, and that popped up, and I was floored. This team, yeah. No, they've they've uh, there's some guys off to uh, really good starts. I mean, Schwindel. Uh, is, 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 he's not, he's, he's, he's not 300, but he's off to a good start. Um, Nico Horner, 
Suzuki was. He still has to be over 300, mm-hmm. right? I would think that he is. Who else? Villar was off to a great he start was. opening weekend. Um, is there anybody else? I don't think so. About it. So they're betting 267 as a team. Oh, and the kid guys. they just brought up from here. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rivas. Yeah. yeah. 267 as a team. Uh-huh. That leads baseball. Is it really? 267. There are two teams right now, as a team, three weeks in, yep. that are under the Mendoza line wow. as a team. And it's three weeks today the season started, right? Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, that figures. And the Arizona Diamondbacks are batting 178. Mm. As a team. And they've taken two back-to-back games <laughs> against did. the Dodgers this week. I think they Boy, lost a weird sport. 14 straight series against the Dodgers dating back to 2017 and finally got a series against them. It's incredible to look at these numbers. So I understand. Batting average, it's an old man stat. We're a couple old men talking baseball. Batting oh. average doesn't matter anymore. I get it. <laughs> Guilty. It still matters to me, damn it. Batting average matters, at least as I look at it. And going through. So ESPN, you can go back to 2002 regular season. I'm going to bring up these numbers. I haven't looked at this, but I just think this is intriguing. Let's okay. go back 20 years ago okay. and see team batting averages. Now, that year, the Anaheim Angels led baseball, batting 282. At the bottom, though, the worst team were the Pirates that year. They hit 244 wow. 20 years ago. There's now a team batting 176. Jeez. That 267 that the Cubs are leading baseball in, that would put them in 12th place Isn't that something? 20 years ago. Let's go back a decade. Let's go back to 2012. All right, so that's kind of a, a longer sample size, if you will. 2012, again, the Angels, how about that? Led baseball at a 274 batting average. Them and the Rockies were the team. Again, that 267, a little bit better, would have got them in seventh for the Cubs at mm. that time. Mm. Changing game. Uh, I wish they had somebody that could consistently hit the ball out of the ballpark. Schwindel's okay. Wisdom's that guy, I, I, I guess. Uh, real quick, Trent, since we're probably not going to have a lot of time to talk about these series tonight, the three series, and they are all 3-2, right? Yeah, they're all 3-2. Mm-hmm. Um, Toronto's back at home. Look, uh, I, I didn't give them any chance in Game 5. They went to Philadelphia, won. The series moves back to Toronto. Phoenix, do you, do you think that they end it tonight? How many series end tonight of the three? If that if they're to end, it would be Philly, it would be Dallas, and it would be Phoenix uh, that all win their games. Dallas finishes it off tonight. Uh-huh. I'm with you. Dead team walking. Yep. Mitchell is certainly banked up. Mm-hmm. And one of the Utah Jazz assistant coaches was just walked out in handcuffs yesterday. What? Yes. I miss that. Uh-huh. What do you do? It was. It's. It's part of a, a NBA. There's a whole bunch of not a whole bunch. Is he paying players? No. Oh, no, that's different. But they they were getting paid by an um, insurance settlement, insurance fraud, essentially. Oh wow! In cuffs. In cuffs. Yeah. That <laughs> uh, must have been awkward. Um, New Orleans beats Phoenix tonight. Is that how you're leaning? Nah, I'm not there. I, I'm not there. It's been such a fun. Do series. they all end tonight? No. Toronto makes it a game seven. So we go to game seven with Toronto. We get the Raptors forcing game seven, and maybe more than anything, I'm just keeping my hope alive as I took them down hmm. 3-0 and hoping that we can get a little cash back in the account. Well, if uh, there's only one game tomorrow night, it's a standalone game mm-hmm. tomorrow. Boy, is it going to be massive. Minnesota at home against Memphis. All eyes. That's the only game mm-hmm. on uh, on Friday night. We are going to talk NFL draft. We're going to give you a chance to win $1,000 uh, with the $1,000 home run payout. That's coming up uh, here. Well, let's do it right now, in fact. 
Go to kxno.com. Once you get there, enter the keyword fun, fun at kxno.com. Your chance to win $1,000, fun at kxno.com. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, will join us next. Look forward to catching up with Frank. Uh, we'll do some sports wagerings. He does that for Yahoo, covers the NFL, uh, pick his brain on the draft as well. Miller and Condon underway on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. On wolfroofing.net. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Again, the keyword, chance to win $1,000, KXNO.com. Keyword for the 10 o'clock hour is fun. Uh, let's get our friend Frank Schwab in here, yahoosports.com, where he writes about sports wagering and covers the NFL. Frank Trenton, Ken, thank you for coming on, Frank Schwab. I know you're busy. How are you? Doing good, doing good. How about you guys? Doing well. You know, Frank, uh, we Trent and I spoke with two different uh, sports books in Vegas this week. Mike Palm at Circa, and then Chris Andrews uh, at the South Point. Boy, these guys don't want to take bets on this. <laughs> they <laughs> if, hate it. If they had their way, they would not offer uh, uh, wagering on the NFL right. draft. I could see them maybe, you know, collectively getting together and, and um, you know, not offering that next year. It's, I think they're going to get beat up, uh, Frank. I really do. Uh, your thoughts as you've tracked the, N- the betting on the NFL draft. I mean, I, I think you're right on everything. And I, I was just, I mean, literally, as I was waiting, you know, come on with you guys, was talking with some of my coworkers. I've never seen line moves like this. I, I, I mean, yesterday, for example, I bet, you know, because it's illegal here in Colorado, I bet under three quarterbacks in the first round, and that was minus 120 odds. I go back to it today, and it's minus 200. Derek Stingley to go third overall in the draft was plus 200 yesterday. He's even money today. I'm, I mean, this is like the stock market. Like, I mean, we're not, I'm not used to this in the gambling market where it's like a big deal. If like, Oh, the, you know, the, the bucks were minus three and a half yesterday and they're minus four and a half today. Like what's the big move for these are odds that are just going absolutely ballistic across the board. It's kind of fascinating to watch. And yeah, I think of a lot, there's a lot of bets out there that if they go the way that betters think, uh, they have the sports books are going to really get hurt on this because they're just, the odds were just kind of, yeah, the odds are just out there for so long at, at really mispriced levels, I guess. And now, you know, they're trying to make up for it, but hey, there's a lot of tickets out there, some really, really good odds on stuff you'll never find again today. Frank, you've been in the NFL business for a long time and now the sports gambling has become a part of it. We know misinformation, certainly leading up to the draft is such a huge part. Is this just sports books in your mind that are getting upside down on certain bets, or is there real information out there that people are getting and, and getting to these point spreads and able to fire at them? And I've thought about that. I, I, I've re- I, I don't think you could ever get anybody to admit there's real information out there. Like, let's say, let's just say Denver, because that's where I'm at. Let's say, I, and this does not happen, so this is absolutely a hypothetical. But let's say I knew, you know, some of the decision makers in the Broncos building. What's to say that they wouldn't just tell me, hey, you know, if you can bet us to draft a mm, offensive tackle first overall, I go to bet MGM or whatever, and the odds are plus 500. Like, I mean, that is inside information. It's unlike any other thing we bet because mm-hmm. maybe awards, but probably not. There's really no randomness to this. We, you know, we like to think of the draft as, oh, it's unpredictable. It's on the, and that's true, but these are still 
human beings making decisions that are already, in many ways, preset decisions. They're not. It's not a, a game where uh, you know a, a ball can bounce funny in a fumble or something like that. This is the the Jaguars are going to draft whoever they're going to draft at number one pick, and if you have that information. You can absolutely use this to bet on it. Now, uh, the flip side of it is I don't think the the limits are high enough that right. it's yeah. really going to lead to much chicanery. But, I mean, if for example, if I knew Trent Balke, if he was my best friend, he's not, but <laughs> if I was best friends with Trent Balke and he was like, hey, we're going to shock the world tonight and bet Iguanu or uh, draft Iguanu, and wow. I could go bet however much I could bet on that, and it's – not going to change. It's not. There's. There, it's a non-loser. It's a lock. It's a, so it's, it's a fascinating whole deal that's happened because it's the NFL draft. It's so popular. Mm-hmm. People have gotten into betting props. I've, I hear that there's a million podcasts, including one I did this week, uh, on it. It's it's just fascinating it, it, because you're right. It, it's it's something that unlike others that you can't. This isn't necessarily like game fixing, but it's it's stuff that. If you have inside information, mm-hmm. you, you can 100% win these bets because they're not going to change anything. No, nope, you're right. Uh, we can't wager on this. Uh, that may, we can't make that type of bet in the state of Iowa, and you know we were complaining a little bit. But I think it's the right. I think it's right that uh, that they've uh, uh, outlawed it at least for now. So uh, let let's move on, Frank, to the draft itself. You mentioned the Jaguars. Boy, it certainly seems like Hutchinson was the guy, all right, for for weeks leading up to it. But no longer is he the guy, apparently. Uh, Adam Schefter and I think others have reported that Trayvon Walker is going to be the first pick in the NFL draft. Here's a little stat that I saw from one of the NFL uh, writers yesterday. Tavon Thibodeau is a freshman, nine sacks and 14 tackles for loss. Trayvon Walker in his career, nine and a half sacks. 13 tackles for lot uh, for a loss yet Trayvon Walker he got to the combine and he just took off uh is it deserved Frank I don't hear him we'll get him back all right let's do I still yeah there we go let's uh, let's reconnect yeah how about that stat Kayvon Thibodeau Oregon um defensive end as a true freshman right out of high school Nine sacks and 14 tackles for loss. Trayvon Walker, the expected number one overall pick his entire career, nine and a half sacks, 13 tackles for loss. Thibodeau is uh, falling, may fall as far as, oh, towards the bottom of the top 10, believe it or not. Um we we shall see. Let's get Frank Schwab back in here. Frank, uh, my question, uh, Tra- Travon Walker, is he worthy yeah. of being the first overall? And, you know, I, I get where you're coming from with the – and it's hard to bank on a guy who hasn't done it in college, but that's the same reason I thought Josh Allen wasn't going to be a great NFL quarterback, right? Like, he's 13 Mountain West. Like, what what can you do? You know? So, I don't know. I, I, I get it. And this isn't – I don't think a passing on a Hutchinson or even a Iki Aquanu or whoever who's a, a slam dunk future all pro either. I, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson is a really, really good player. He might end up being a, a 10 time all pro for all I know, but I don't know that in this draft, it's the worst thing to just say, you know what, we're just shooting for the moon here. We, we the, the physical traits are there. We see something on film, play in the SEC. Uh, he's, he's proven. I mean, Hal Hutchinson has his uh, doubters too. I mean, he, again, great competition. He disappeared a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to be playing great competition in the NFL. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's risky because we're all going to second guess this on the Jaguars and say, 
what do you do in drafting a guy just on combine numbers? He didn't produce much at Georgia, but I, you know, sometimes that for for as much as we criticize it, for as much as we kind of laugh at, oh, you just drafted a combine legend. I, sometimes it works out. I mean, sometimes you get guys who just have these physical traits that that are going to you know translate really really well to the NFL, and that ends up being a, a pretty good draft pick. Frank, let's go to the local level here. Local for us, at least, as it pertains to college. And want to get your thoughts on Tyler Linderbaum, a guy that has maybe seen his stock drop, short arms, wasn't able to go through the initial process after the injury in the game against Kentucky in the bowl game. Uh, from UNI, Trevor Penning, big offensive tackle. And then finally, Brees Hall, maybe a chance to end that long streak mm. for Iowa State not having a first rounder. Your thoughts on those three guys? Uh, yeah, and, and Tyler's interesting. It just center is an important position, but it also also, also seems like it gets overlooked too. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys get pushed out a little bit. I think he's going to end up just fine. I think he's going to be a good player. But yeah, I mean, I think he's finding out in this draft process he could be a really really good player, which he was. But something like, hey, you got short arms. Like, I mean, it just gets picked apart. Everything, everything in this process over these past few months. NFL teams are looking at everything, <laughs> you know, and, and you got to make your decisions based on it. But I think he's going to be a good pick and a fine pro. Um, Penny's one of those guys who's, is, it's really interesting. I don't know that this whole, <laughs> you know, I mean, him, you know, being Mr. I'm, I play angry and all that. <laughs> I mean, that's great. But uh, it, is that going to work in the NFL? I mean, these guys are grown men. They're not necessarily going to, going to deal with that too well. So, but, you know, I mean, he's, He's a tough dude. He's a good player. He's going to go high. I think he's going to go top 15 picks probably. Um, even maybe like high as Seattle at nine. I, I mean, I could see that fit coming. Good player, obviously, from that program. And, and he, you know, he's probably going to be, probably going to, going to be a very, very good player. But this whole attitude of, um, I'm the, baddest, uh, you know, the baddest dude in the room. You might need to tone that down just a little bit before you get there, because there's a lot of bad dudes around in NFL locker rooms. Um, and then, Brees Hall, I think, is just... It, him to the Bills just makes so much sense. We talked about betting odds before. The betting odds on, on the Bills taking a running back with the, their first pick have just plummeted. I, I, I Honestly, I took it at 6-1 to one yesterday, thinking about Brees Hall. It's 2-1 to one today. Wow. And I can see why. Yeah, I can see why, because... That there's a it's a luxury pick. The Bills have everything. They're yeah. they're locked. They're their roster is absolutely loaded. What do you need? Uh, it, you want to take a running back who might end up being a really really key contributor to your offense? Go do it because he, this is a, a chance to do that. So I view them as a the team that would draft Brees Hall in the first round. I think there's no question in my mind. Brees Hall's the, the, going to be the first running back off the board, and he's the best running back in this class. And nothing against. Uh, I mean the. the the kid from Michigan State, but he's you know he was limited in the past game, and I think Brees Hall does it all. I yep. think he's he's really really good player, and I think he's I, I think if the Bills don't draft him, he's probably a high second round pick, and that's fine too. I mean that that's that, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think the one team that could uh, jump up and take Brees in the first round that's the Bills, and because it just it fits on a lot of levels for them. Well, that that uh, uh, odds drop that you just mentioned that gets my attention. That mm-hmm. leads me to believe that they're the Iowa State is going to snap their long drought without a first round from six to one yesterday to two to one today. Wow. Something's Incredible, going on. Incredible, right? It really is. Yeah, I mean, I just there's so many like that where it's just like, yeah. oh wow, these odds like we're cutting third overnight. Okay, why why not? What's going on? Who's your favorite quarterback, Frank? None. 
None of the above. <laughs> uh, Brewster's millions over here. None yeah. of the above. I really don't like any of these guys. I hate to say it. I hate. I hate to sound really negative about the. I mean, I guess Malik Willis is is the guy who, if you get him in the right developmental situation to work with him. He could come along. He has the skills and the physical tools to be a good quarterback in a few years. I can't say that about anybody else, and that's why I don't think – I think only one quarterback's going in the first round. I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. I think that because, you know, we we're all like, oh, quarterbacks are going to get pushed up the board. That's only kind of true. I think back to the 2013 draft, where is a bad quarterback class, and E.J. Manuel was the only first-round pick, and he didn't work out either. And we could ride the, like, ooh, Ryan Nassib's going in the first round, or Geno Smith's going in the first round, or Matt Barkley's going in the first round. NFL teams aren't going to want to use a first-round pick on a quarterback they can't see being their starter. And Kenny Pickett, he might be a great player for all I know, but right now as we sit here, nothing about him screams that he's your guy for the next 10 years. And if he's not, why use a first-round pick on him? What? Well, the Saints. The, the, everybody wants to, to match the Saints with a quarterback, and that's great. But if you're New Orleans Saints, and you're not really sold on it, you're like, ah, Kenny Pickett's okay, why? Why draft him? What's the point? There's going to be a better quarterback that's next year. You don't need him this year. You got Jameis. I mean, you've already made that decision. And so I just, I just don't like, I just don't like this quarterback class in general. I think Willis is the only guy I'd even really be sniffing around. I think the rest of these guys are just kind of mediocre to bottom end starters or backups in the league. And I, I, I could be proven wrong. And many of these guys, Matt Corral could end up being a Pro Bowler five times over. I have no idea, but. As I sit here, I really don't like this quarterback class, and I would not be, I would not be drafting maybe Willis a little bit later, but nobody else in the first round. Who's a guy that you're intrigued by? A guy that you don't understand why he's being mocked in late first round, whatever it is. Who's a guy that you think NFL teams or maybe mock drafters are missing right now? I think it's George Pickens, the receiver out of mm. Georgia. I, I just like everything about his game, and I look at him, and I, he's mocked mostly in second, early second round, and I'm like. Boy, if I'm the Packers, if I'm the Chiefs, I need a, I really, really need a receiver. I think this kid has all the skills you like. I mean, he's got good hands and he's, he's got a, a, he's a bigger guy, good speed. He's, he's got a little bit of injury concern and, but, but, you know, that, that happens. I don't think it's anything that, that, that's going to keep him from having a nice, long, good career. So, yeah, he's the guy. He's, he's kind of the one guy in this draft process who I'm like, what what am I missing? Why is this guy not a little bit higher? I think George Pickens is going to, if he lands up in the right situation, he could end up being, if not the best receiver in this class, maybe one of the top three. I mean, this draft isn't great. I don't love this draft, but there are a lot of good receivers. And I think we're going to see a few of these guys end up being really, really good players in the NFL. A couple more minutes, Frank. We'll let you go. Of course, this day last year, Mark Schlereth caused hundreds of people to get there to open up their app and wow. right and hammer the Broncos before they uh, before they catch on and change the price on Denver well it didn't happen with Aaron Rodgers which was the rumor will there be will there be maybe not not to the level of an Aaron Rodgers buzz out there but will there be some players traded uh today do you think that will um, may reverberate a little among, a little bit amongst NFL circles I don't know I, I mean obviously we have to talk about the receivers right we have to talk about Debo, I mm-hmm. think Debo Samuel's the number one guy on that list. We're talking about, um, uh, yeah, DK Metcalf, maybe even AJ Brown has come up here and there. I don't know why the Seahawks would be holding on to Tyler Lockett at this point. Yeah. So I think if anybody moves, it's going to be a big name receiver because you also look and you, the Jets are kind of always rumored to be involved in a big name receiver. And then you got the Packers and Chiefs, who I talked about, who need a receiver. They, they, they're not just like, eh, a receiver would be, no, they, they need to come out of the next few days with a bona fide receiver for their offenses. So 
could I see a scenario where you know, multiple first-round picks move for Debo Samuel or something like that? It wouldn't shock me. I wouldn't do it if I was the 49ers, but I get it. If Debo's like, hey, I want $26 million a year, they might be like, whoa, okay. Well, that's not going to work out. Let's let's send a couple first or let's get a couple first-round picks back while we can. I, I would get it at least. So, yeah, I think that I think there's there's a possibility of a trade like that, and I think it would it ha- almost have to be with a receiver. I think that that's it's just there's so many teams in need. There's so many guys who right now are just, their salary contract demands are just through the roof that you could see a pairing where oh hey the Packers ended up landing their stud receiver and they did it via trade after trading away Devontae Adams, which would be really kind of weird, but whatever. I mean they they have to know they need a receiver. Big picture question: We see eight teams without a pick here in the first round. We see a lot more changes as it is building football teams. The way you look at the NFL, most everybody had a first-round pick, and it created a lot more excitement with eight teams sitting out here tonight. Is this a bit of a problem for the NFL in your mind? I don't, I don't think so. That's an interesting question. I, I don't know. I, I just think it's – and I was shocked. I, I mean, I knew a lot of teams had multiple picks, but to hear eight was like, whoa – quarter of the league has multiple first-round picks, which means, obviously, quarter of the league doesn't have any first-round picks. I, I think that it's, you know, I'm one of my really, really good friends out here in Denver is a big Rams fan, and he's the biggest draft, like, nerd I know. And it's like, he's like, every year he's like, oh, I'll watch a draft, but the Rams are going to make a pick. So that kind of stinks, but I think that the, the excitement of the tra- in-season trades, I think, gets people going. It keeps the NFL in the headlines. And, you know, I mean, yeah, your your team might not have a first-round pick this year, but you might be one of those teams next year with multiple first-round picks, and you just can't wait for draft day. So I think that was going to ebb and flow, and I think it's going to end up being just fine. But, yes, it's, it's a new era, I, and it's the Rams who have ushered this in where, hey, oh, oh it actually does make sense to get a player instead of a pick because picks are unknown, especially in this draft. My goodness, like whoever, the guy drafted, we just talked about the guy who's going to go first overall, and we don't know if he's going to be any good. So <laughs> why not trade picks for players? Because I think that that's been kind of an underrated avenue for building your team for a long, long time. You look, and it's like, Oh, the the Patriots got Randy Moss for a fourth round pick, really, yeah. and nobody really copied it. <laughs> nobody started doing it until the Rams. But I think we're going to see a lot of teams get aggressive because hey, there's no long term building anymore. If you want to build through a draft, that's awesome. You do you have five years? Do you have five mm. years? You think so? Because you don't. Like you're right. you're fooling yourself. If you think you have that much job security in the NFL. Where's Baker Mayfield end up? And we'll let you go. I. I I just think it's Cleveland. I, I can't find a hole for him at all. I can't. I can't tell you a team where I was like, okay, well that makes sense because it would have happened already. Like I just, I think that he's just stuck. And I also think that Cleveland, as much as Baker might not want to be there, doesn't have any leverage here really. And I think that the whole Deshaun Watson suspension thing factors into this too. Let's say they don't know what Deshaun's going to get. What if Deshaun Watson gets six games? They need a quarterback for six games. They have. They, I'm sure that they think we can be a, a, a at least a division winner this year. You can't punt six games on a quarterback. So I don't know that they just give them away. I don't know that they just cut them. I think I just think it's going to be this really, really, really awkward situation where Baker Mayfield's on the Cleveland Browns roster on opening day because unless injuries or something happen over the next few months, which does happen. But I, I can't I can't come up with a scenario where Baker Mayfield makes sense anywhere. I, because, and even the places where it would make sense, like Carolina, Detroit, Seattle, 
it hasn't happened yet, so why would it happen today? I, I just think that I, I think Baker's kind of stuck, and I think Jimmy Garoppolo's kind of stuck in the same way, too. Mm, interesting. Frank, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com. Yep. See you, Frank. Yep, take care. Uh, Frank Schwab, as we catch up uh, on the NFL. Baker Mayfield, do you know what else I saw an interesting from uh, – Oh, I don't know, a, a general manager wouldn't put his name on the record. Of course he wouldn't, but said, and I understand that, um, that no one's going to do the Cleveland Browns any favors and take Baker Mayfield off their hands because of the fact that a lot of teams hated the Deshaun Watson signing. All that money, oh, all that guaranteed, guaranteed the yeah. way they manipulated your number one when he's going to be suspended. It's like, screw them. Screw them. They can keep them. They're making it hard for the rest of us. Right. Pay them whatever it is, $19 million for the year to sit there with a the clipboard. $20 million backup. $20 million backup. But Frank's got a good point. I mean, if indeed there is a suspension, and there has to be, right? Six games? I don't know, but there has to be a suspension. You'd think so. I mean, that's over 20 women. Over 20. But the criminal charges. I know, but still. Can they still, hide behind that? Well... Yeah, they're, they haven't in the past. Right, that's true. We'll see. 10 before 11. Again, the keyword at KXNO.com, 10 o'clock hour is fun. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.9. Com slash delivery info. Minutes hour number one, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. So I thought that was really interesting from Frank Schwab, mm-hmm. pursuant to the Buffalo Bills. First of all, where's he, where's he finding these odds today? I know Vegas had to shut down. They had to close wagering on the draft. I think it was 5 o'clock local time yesterday. Right. That's a law. Um, can you bet it on DraftKings? Not you can bet it on BetMGM. Yeah, they're still still ones, open. They're still live. Yeah, in different states, of course. Unfortunately, not in our state, but yeah, they're still live in a lot of different states. Depends on jurisdiction, those kind of things. But right. with the draft being in Las Vegas, you understand why they had to shut it down. Sure. So what did what do you take make of that? He was six to one, and all of a sudden, a running back to Buffalo was six to one yesterday. Today, that price has fallen to two to one. That tells me something, Trent. Well, and it tells me, and I've been looking at this now for the last couple of weeks, and it's a spot that makes by far the most sense. Sure. I think we've talked about that a couple of different times just because what else does Buffalo need? They don't need anything. They're set. They're so good. They're so deep. Mm -hmm. Allen's contract doesn't kick until next year. They've used their money. They have built incredibly well. And they could afford a luxury piece. And in today's NFL, that's what Brees Hall ultimately would be. Sure. And when, when you could only afford that when you've got a quarterback still on his rookie deal. Right. And they're able and to do that. They absolutely so are. I think it makes a ton of sense there. If it doesn't happen, maybe Tampa? Would that be another one? Mm-hmm. Ronald Jones departed. So would that be maybe... Yeah, Ronald the, Jones is a chief now, isn't he? Yeah. Is that the only other spot, though? Are those the two spots, I should say, for Brees Hall? If he's going to go in the first round... It's either going to be Buffalo or Tampa. Yeah, and I think with with the odds dropping the way that they are, that because who's there? They got they signed Duke Johnson, uh, Devin Singletary, and the kid from Utah, um, Moss. Oh, okay, uh, Zach Moss. Zach Moss. Yeah. Thank you, Trent. There's something fishy. This could be the end of a long. What did you say? 1973. The last time a Cyclone was drafted. Betting board says that the, the Bills are are leaning. That seems to me. We'll see if it uh, if it comes to fruition or not. Uh, so this real quick, uh, Nevada's just put, put uh, their March um, sports betting or gambling numbers out. What do you think 
the properties in Las Vegas made the most money. Anything that's in there, whether it's slot machines, mm-hmm. kino, anything. Where did they make their most money in the month of March? The most profitable profitable bet was what? Or game? Well, it's usually slots, right? Usually penny slots. Penny slots, mm-hmm. right. Slots is usually number one, but this it tells is. me that that's not the case. That is not the case. And this is, it should be a warning for everybody. Uh, blackjack. As, no, as we promote them every time we do a live read. <laughs> Parlay cards. Oh, yeah. You got to be careful, man. Uh-huh. Yes, you can bet a little to make a lot, which I certainly am a big proponent of. But, man, you got to be careful. That's where Nevada made their most money in the month of Nevada. Not not Pygow, mm-hmm. not Penny Slots, not Kino, where they usually rake in a bunch, too. Right. It was sports parlay cards. And I'm assuming that had a lot to do with uh, the tournament. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. A big piece of that that sure. goes into it. Well, you made one of those parlay cards in the first day of the NCAA I tournament. I did. And... Um, Talks went down in flames. The spiders had different words for you, but it didn't even matter because, no, because Kentucky also, also had Kentucky. Yeah. Oh boy, St. Yeah. Peter's got you. That's if it wasn't okay. the spiders; it was going to be the peacocks. I shot my shot. I was playing with somebody else's money in the Bet Rivers contest. All right, hour number two. More on the NFL draft. Matt Menacer, do you want to do this? Let's see you and I go on record. We've talked right. about this damn thing for for two weeks. It's tough to find. Do you think we could get of the top ten? Do you want to do it as a team, or do you want to do it as a little head-to-head? Head-to-head. See do you think you could get three out of the top ten? No. I don't think so either. And I, I don't think we either one of us could. Let's try. We'll, we'll try. We'll try do to get that three. 11.30. And, and then maybe take a fire, see if we can get a, a wild chief, card? chief and a packer, something like that. Yeah. Localize it. We'll yeah. put the Vikings in there at 12. Right. Broncos, Bears, we'll wait till Friday night. That's okay. That's all right. You've got fields... Denver's got... Trade you. Rust- no. <laughs> nope. No? Not nope. going to do that? Not going to do that. All right. I don't even miss Drew Locke anymore. I've moved on. Wow. <laughs> it only took four years. Iowa number two coming up. Matt Menacer and Sports Info Solutions. Then Condon and I will go head-to-head on our draft. Uh, circus played the day before we get out of here as well. Hour two coming up next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.